You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Welcome to the Spark Influence Podcast. I am so glad to be back with you, Peter. Thank you so much for finishing the episode that we were doing on love so that I could head to Florida. So thank you very much for uh, finishing that up. You're welcome. Glad you're back. Yeah, it's good to be here. And I'm excited because we got some feedback from one of our listeners on the Love What You Do podcast. And they asked if we could address an issue. They have a couple of kids and their older children, you know, knew exactly what they wanted to do, went to college, pursued their interest. I think one became a nurse. I'm not sure about the other one. But she said her youngest child is is really kind of struggling to figure out what they want to do and she asked if we could do an episode on it. So here we are. I want to do an episode about helping your child choose a career path. You know, there's no one size fits all solution when it comes to our children. We definitely know that. We've For got sure. three boys, but three very different boys with different skills and abilities and aspirations. Aspirations, absolutely. And so You know, how do we as parents guide our kids along a career path? Yeah, I mean, this is not a new thing, right? I think parents have had this with kids since there's been kids, right? Like, what do they want to do? But there are some things we can do as parents that can help guide them and steer them along that path because that that, um, that inability to articulate what you feel like you want to do is not unique and it's difficult. It's, it's really hard to ask an 18 or 20 year old, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Like, have you decided yet? Like, that's a really hard, no, they don't have any idea. They're an idiot. Like they don't know. Well, and what I thought I wanted to do at 20 and what I ended up doing at any point in my life since then doesn't look anything like that. Our life is made up of chapters and all the chapters aren't the same. And the first chapter may be what you start with, but it does nothing look like chapter seven. Like they're, they're, they don't, it doesn't work that way. So that expectation is very high and, and, and unreasonable, but it comes from parents just saying, you know, get off a go. Like, just please do something and get off of go. You can't sit here forever and say, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm going to do nothing until then. Like that's not an acceptable answer. So that's really what this talk is about, right? Is yeah. That. Yeah. And I wanted to I wanted to start by sharing our story. So our oldest son, you know, knew always what he wanted to do, which was, you know, study law, go into politics, went to college, got a full ride scholarship. And a, and a pre-law degree, which he never went to law school and ended up uh, working in IT. But he was very driven in sort of everything we were doing with his education, not so much with our, our middle son or our younger son. They had, took different paths. And, you know, our youngest son graduated in 2020 from homeschooling. And at 2020, you know, to graduate from high school was a really, really strange year. And he came to us and he said, I don't think I want to go to college. And I think there was wisdom from him knowing the world is kind of weird and strange and 
I'm not really sure. I'm not ready. I don't know what I want to do. And so I think that took a lot of wisdom on his part, not to just say, hey, I'm going to go to school and not know what I'm going to do, but was really thoughtful about it. But then the next thing out of my mouth was, you're not going to sit in your room and play video games all day, right? So that kind of goes to your point is just starting something, doing something, you know, launching into something. And subsequently, he he started a podcast production company. And that's probably not what he's going to do long term in the future. But it's a starting point for him. And we've encouraged him to pursue outside interests. And, you know, he's really gotten into to bodybuilding and working out and heavy lifting. And we've really encouraged that as as he's still trying to figure out what he wants to do when he grows up. Yeah, there, there was an uncharacteristic wisdom for his age to say, you know, well, he recognized this is probably not the right time for college. And, the, you know, there's this, there's this, there was this trend in the last decade, two decades or so of everybody should go to college. Like everybody should go to college. And that's just a ridiculous statement, right? Not everybody is meant for college and it's not for everybody, especially not meant for the trades. Right. And, and the trades make as much money and more sometimes, depending on what you do. You know, if you're in Texas and you're an HVAC person, you're going to make more than somebody with an accounting degree. Like, that's just how it is. And so, understanding that college is not for everyone necessarily, or being reliant on a university to train you in things that you could learn, like the, the trend you're seeing now is a lot of the tech companies are dropping college requirements altogether because kids are learning how to code when they're like 11 and 12 and 13. And there's 15 year olds that can code circles around people who are coming out of college and they learn these principles and basics. Right. And so if they have that passion and they learn that, then so what, you don't need a degree like code, like write code and do that thing really well. Right. And the same for most of the other jobs. If you can, if you can train and teach yourself and learn, it's not the, the the degree piece of paper from the college mill is not the thing it used to be, but that, you know, it goes back to the point you started this with, which was you figure out what, what that is. What is that thing you want to do? And it may be the thing you want to do right now, which is, that's the, that's kind of the question is college is a big commitment. I'm asking you to go somewhere for four years and decide what you think you want to do for the rest of your life. When you're like 18 years old, you don't have a clue, man. You can't figure out what you're going to wear, you know, much less how you're going to figure out what, what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And that's why a lot of people come out like Jacob. He wanted to be a lawyer. He, he interned at a law firm. He's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And so he didn't do it. You know? Well, and that's a really good point. I think that's something that we have done well with our kids. Like when we knew that he was interested in, in law, we got him while he was in high school a internship at a prestigious law firm. And knowing what you don't want to do is as important as what you want to do. For sure. And, you know, you always say, you know, experience trumps everything. And so that's another thing that that we were able to do is you were able to bring him on to the consulting firm that you worked for while he was in college. So he was getting practical, hands-on experience in the workplace. Because just because you have a degree doesn't mean that you're going to get a job. And so I think giving our kids the opportunity to discover what they like, what they don't like, and just experiences so that they they can experience the workforce and decide, is this something that I like or not? They're doing something. 
Yeah, they're doing they're something. Doing something, right? It's it's uh that's the difference between just sitting around and speculating on what they want to do. Like that should not be acceptable. They shouldn't be able to just sit in your house and forever doing nothing and saying, "Well, I think I want to do this." Well, I might try doing this. no. Do, go do something. Something. At yeah. the very least, you'll find out I don't like doing that, and I don't want to do that ever again. And I'll do something else. Right? You've just got to. We, we've coddled so much that allowing them to not do anything and not make a decision and get off a go, it's hurting them way more than we think it is. Like that's way, it not only does it impact us because they become boomerang kids who never, who swing back into us, but also we're hurting them because they're not having to try and go and do things and say, well, that sucks. I don't want to, I definitely don't want to be a roofer. I did that for a summer and it was like, God, I know I don't want to do roofing because that was just so miserable in Texas. It's not a job I want to do, but maybe I think I want to do this. And our youngest son is doing podcasting production and he's great at it and he does a really good job and he has customers who are very happy. Does he want to do that forever? Probably not. You know, maybe he's going to focus on something else and, but, but he's doing something and knows that maybe that's not the answer for him forever. And so he's going to figure out something else. Right. And I think that uh, I think our kids today, more than anything, this younger generation, they need purpose. I mean, we all need to be a part of something that is bigger than us, that we feel like what we do matters. And I think that a lot of young people are struggling to find purpose in their life. And so, you know, just people ask me all the time, like, oh my gosh, you had three boys. That must've been so difficult. I was like, boys are easy. You keep a lot of food in the house and you keep them fed and you give them purpose. You give them work. You give them physical work to do, whether you put a ball in their hand and, you know, they're, they're running down a court or running down a field, or you put a shovel in their hand and you make them physically do something because we're created to work and we're created to per- to have purpose. And so when when we don't have purpose, I think that that can really affect our mental health and a, and a slew of other things because we get some value from the work that we do and when and doing a good job. Yeah, I mean, coming from someone who's had a lot of different jobs. <laughs> People are still surprised at the number of jobs I've I've done and had in my life. It's really easy to identify the things you don't want to do, right? Very quickly. I mean, I had a short stint as working collections, which is probably the worst job I've ever had in my life. Like, I would rather be doing the roofing part than doing collections. I had stomach cramps in the parking lot. It was just a horrible trying to track people down. And, you know, for a diner's club bill, you know, that I'm trying to get their neighbor to walk over with their wireless phone and knock on their door to answer the phone. Like, just really shady stuff. Like, it was just a horrible job, right? And I knew, I don't want to do this at all, man. I have no interest in this. This is a horrible job. And then there's other jobs where I knew I wasn't there permanently, but I had to do the job. Like, I had a family to support, and I've got to do what I've got to do. And young people don't necessarily have that drive inside them that says, I need to do something. I've got to, I've got to go produce work at some level and I would get uh, I get you know money for what I'm doing but that all those things can drive purpose you can say I don't want to do this because well I really want to do this and it, it helps identify if you keep eliminating things you hate doing then you, you will end up with the thing you like doing eventually right but you if you don't ever do any of those things then you're not going to get there because you're just you're just static you're like not you haven't started yet and that's a bad place to be long term yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, as we were preparing for the episode, this scripture came to mind, which is in third John and it's chapter one, verse four. And it says that I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. And I think that as parents, if we are pouring the the gospel, the truth into our kids, that we are training them to have spiritual disciplines, to pray, to read the word, that the Lord will will guide and direct them. But we need to make sure that we're pouring into them. I think that that is critical, especially in this hour, so that our kids understand that their faith is not our faith, right? They have to build their own faith. And I think that as they do that, then they open up through prayer to hear from the Lord and to get guidance and wisdom from the Lord. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, those are all, that's, you can always go back to scripture, but that, you know, we want our kids to have, it's innate in parents to have, for our kids to have more than we have or to have better. But I think the hard part for a lot of parents comes in the push, which the push is, I'm going to push them into really hard stuff and things that stink and suck because it's going to benefit them later. And I only say this because I see it at 50, you know, that I didn't see at 18 when my dad made me get up every Saturday at seven and cut the grass and change the oil in the car and help him with all the chores and do the things, all the things I hated. And it was like terrible. And it was, and we argued about it and I didn't like it. And it was just, it was, it, I hated it. And then I look back and I'm go, man, Thank you so much for doing that because you made me do things and let me explore and seek and become reliant and understand, A, these are things I don't want to do professionally. Like, this is not what I want to do for a career. But B, I, I, I was not shied away from or afraid of work, right? And I think a lot of young people have a real problem with work. Like, everything is instant and easy. I don't have to actually shop for groceries. They can be delivered to me. I don't actually go to a restaurant. It'll come to me. I don't actually have to go deposit a check in the bank. I can just do it from my phone. I don't have to worry about money. People can pay me remotely. I don't have to go get the money from somebody. If you've never had to go knock on the door of someone who owes you money and you're like, you need to pay me now, like, that's a different interface than it is on a phone. <laughs> right. And you just like ping them and go, hey, can you pay me that money? Like, that's a very different conversation than seeing someone face to face be like, look, you owe me money. Like, I need this money. You know, you need to pay me. You, I worked for it. You need to pay me. You know, or having to go out and hustle for jobs, like asking, knocking on doors, saying, can I cut your grass for you? Or can I wash your car? Or can I wax your car? And those kind of things, right? So, a lot of it's lost in translation of generational progression where we, as you know, we younger generation doesn't have the same things that happen and technology is there to sort of insulate and universities don't help whatsoever in, in making children more reliant and resilient. So it's encouraging when that the younger generation does some seeking and trying to understand what do I want to do? Like the, it's the self analysis part. I think that's really crucial and important to say, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to try this and not having the fear fear. I think we talk about this a lot. You and I personally fear is the big, it's the, it's the parking brake. Like they, they engage fear and then they're never going to go anywhere. It's just, they stop and they don't move. We've got to learn to disengage that brake and say, go do some stuff. Even if it's fearful, even if it sucks, even if it blows up, even if it goes pear shaped, even if you crash and burn, like, you're not dead. You're 21. Like, you're 22. Like, you can rebuild. You can keep going, right? If I crash and burn at 55, then that's a whole different game than you crashing and burning at 22 or 25. 
you got time to fix it and bring it back up, do something else, build it back up again. Like just keep going. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And time does give you wisdom there. But, you know, when I was raising the boys, you know, I wanted to protect them. I didn't want bad things to happen to them. That's normal. Because they're my kids, right? I'm fine for them to get hurt. And (laughs) you were always like, (laughs) let them fail. Yeah. Um, Because pain is a good teacher. Amazing. Um, It is a good teacher. And I think you're right. I think that, you know, the world that they're growing up in is just very different. But that's not an excuse, right? God wants us to be here and he wants us to be productive and he wants us to do things with excellence. And work was God's idea. But I don't think that we teach our kids necessarily that work is a good thing and and that it's a godly thing. I don't see that a lot in culture. No, I mean, you're right. And we do them a tremendous disservice because the the business world has not has not in any way moved on to the, you don't need to work. The business world is still about work. And if we don't make them work and then college coddles them and says, don't work. And then they land in the business world and they're like, what are you doing? Why aren't you working? And they're like, well, what do you mean? Like we, we tremendously underserve them by not helping them understand you're going to have to work. You're going to have to stay late. You're going to have to do hard things. People are not going to appreciate it. No one's going to say thank you. And they're going to ask you to do 10 times what they thought you thought you were going to do. Like that's the business world. That's what's going to happen. And they don't see that and they're not prepared for it. And they get there and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so horrible. Like work is the worst thing in the world. Well, it's not, but you didn't see it from your perspective because you were not taught about it, right? You, you, you weren't educated or you weren't ground down a little bit. Like everyone's got sharp edges that need to be ground off. And that's how you operate in the world because it makes for a smoother interaction. If they're never taught that, you know, I I have hired these people. I I understand what it's like when they think, you know, nine o'clock is a little early and being on time is not a big deal. And, you know, turning it in when you said it was due, well, I mean, I'll get it tomorrow. Like, no, none of these things work. Like none of those are acceptable. This is not business. And, but if they're, they were never taught that, how is it their fault that when they get there, all the, the rules have all changed. Like all the rules are different now. They show up in the business world and nothing is like they were taught. It's not their fault. It's their parents' fault. It's their college's fault. It's their universities, right? That's the problem. Um, and the, some of them have a really hard time transitioning to the real world, right? That's why a lot of them leave. They go do different jobs. They want to do things that are more, like, fulfilling, right? The millennials want this very sort of fulfillment job, right? And so they've increased the park ranger quota, like, tremendously, <laughs> right? And so it's, it's just a different game. And, and it, it until we start... You know, you know my the saying, right? The 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 hard times, right? Saying the the whole the whole full square of that. Hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. And so, we have got a lot of good times that made a lot of weak men, which they are. But the but it was the strong men who are still running the show. And so, when the weak men show up, the strong men are like, "What are you doing? Why are you like this? Like this is horrible." And there's a big disconnect there. And that's a big problem because until the strong men move off, right, the weak people are just, the weak men are having a really hard time with it. And I use that men term generically as people. So Yeah. Well, and I think that that is probably a good discussion for another podcast episode <laughs> because that's something that we talk a lot about, you know, as a couple about 
as a man, you are created to do hard things. And and not that doesn't mean that women don't do hard things. But, you know, for me, starting Spark was one of the scariest things that I ever did. But I did it with God. And God plans for us are far greater than we can ever imagine. And it takes sometimes that step of faith that we have to just say, I don't have it all figured out. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to take a step. And then God's with us in the middle of it and, and all the way through it. And he's there to lead us and guide us. And as long as we are praying and seeking his face, even if we fail, God doesn't waste any of it. He doesn't waste any of of the pain that we experience in life. And so I think, you know, pushing back that fear and just moving forward is is so critical for for us as parents to teach our kids, for us as parents to model for our kids and then give them opportunities and, and experiences. I think that's an important part too. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, opportunities yeah both to fail and to succeed right they need to learn both you know we you and i were today at a park and we were there was a a father and a daughter and a son playing ping pong at a like park table next to us and they were folding up the park and the father said that was great that was fun it was a good game and the little boy kept saying i won i won and the older sister said there are no winners we all won. And and I, I sat there and I thought, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> we are all winners. We are not all winners. We can't all win all the time. That's not how the world works, right? And I heard that and thought, that's like that's what's going on today in the world. Like everyone thinks they're a winner, and they're not. And you won't always win. And sometimes the best lessons come in the losing. Like that's where you really can learn a lot. I have done things where I was I lost, and that was a tremendous learning experience, right? Which in, in education you can't buy. Like you can't buy lost lessons. Like that's not a thing at all. There's no way. You, no one's going to pay you for that. You can't pay someone to say, "Teach me how to do this." They just steal your money. Then it's like, okay, you learned something, but you know <laughs> that's a different story. But it's that thing that what you said was just give them opportunity and go try and go do. Some will fail, some will succeed. Either way, they will produce navigation points to help you get to where you really want to go. Yeah, that's really good. And we are all created unique and special with with gifts that the Lord has given us for us to exercise for specific works that he has for us to do. We have purpose. And if we are following the Lord and we're utilizing our gifts, I think that's another area that parents can help their kids develop their gifts. They can, you know, there's lots of different personality type strength finders and different things to kind of know what things that you're good at, what things you're not good at, where, you know, where does your gifting lie, your spiritual gifts. And so I think taking some of those assessments can also be a good tool yeah, to like Briggs and yeah, yeah, just, all, there's a dozen of them out there that, yeah, just to understand a little bit more about yourself and what you like and what you don't like. So I hope that this episode has been helpful to our, our listener who uh, called in and uh, wanted us to do a show on it. I really think we need to explore more about hard work and men in a future episode. Oh, please. Let's yeah. Do it. Let's do it. 
Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the Spark Influence podcast today. We thank you for listening and hope you have a good day.